I like that we love hurting people as well. It's a good lesson for commas and stuff, isn't it? Um, yeah, there is a serious side to this, obviously, um, where we've enjoyed making fun of the ridiculous aspects of uh, how we have interpreted what is supposed to be the gospel. But uh, we've had our face Palm Sunday, but there was a real Palm Sunday. And let, let me just read you a couple of things about them, just make a comment or two. When one looks at the imagery of the event that we know as Palm Sunday, it would only be fair to ask, what does that say about the intent of Jesus and the nature of his message? He didn't come at the forefront of a mass demonstration of Bible-wielding fundamentalist thugs riding a war horse in full battle gear quoting scripture. He didn't come to plant a new empire or start a religion. If you were looking for prominence and dominance, this was probably not the way to promote that agenda. If anything, his entrance was subtly pointing out the foolishness of thinking that power, position and possessions can solve the inner dilemma and the, etern the external environment that frustrates and frightens all of us. He came to show it's something much more subtle and internal that breaks the bonds of oppression of all kinds. He came in a show of humility. He came on a donkey, a sign of non-threatening, non-violence, and peace. And incidentally, anybody know what a female donkey is called? <laughs> it's called a Jenny. I'll say no more. I'll say no more than that. But, but in, this, in this story, when Jesus comes on the donkey, people get a little excited and it said that they began to cut down palm branches and cast them before him and take their coats off and, and lay them on the street in front of him. And it was kind of, um, it, it was, it was a not, not the rolling out the red carpet experience that we tend to do for ceremony. Um, and, and often, you know, we associate that with Hollywood, which, of course, Hollywood makes movies and the movies are not true. But, but they rolled out the green carpet for Jesus, which... which is how they responded. And this business of, of taking on their coats and laying them in the road might, might sound strange, but culturally back then, what you wore is who you were. So your coat was an indicator of, of who you believed that you were. So for people to remove their coats and lay them in front of this Jesus was saying, I, I'm, I'm going to take off what I have presumed that I am because I believe that somehow I can become something through who you are. So it was actually quite a, an incredible moment. But, but it's really what happens when he arrives in Jerusalem that, that fascinates me and what I just want to take two minutes to talk about. Because when he enters the city on the donkey, the first place that he heads to is the temple. He, he, he heads for the church. He heads for the religious center. He, he heads for the place of worship. And um, what he does when he gets there, many of you will be familiar with, because this is the point where Jesus begins to turn over the tables of the money changers and, and scatter the doves and, 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 and throw the money on the floor, not because he was, he was anti-commerce and trade, but because he, he was making a statement in his arrival as, as, as this peaceful, 
coming friend and helper who was not trying to build an empire like the Roman Empire or, or, or to raise some sense of, 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 of nationalistic fervor like the Jews were looking for. He, he actually made the target of his, his, his entrance these people who were trading um, in the temple. So, so, so he, he comes in humility and gentleness but the one thing he's not gentle on is religion. And that's the point tonight. He comes in humility and gentleness, but the point is he's not gentle on religion. So neither am I going to be, and neither is this place going to be, because that was what Jesus did in his humility and gentleness, because he doesn't come condemning what's in the lives of the people, but he does come condemning what's happening in the temple grounds. So that makes me ask the question, if Jesus were to come into town now, would he come not condemning what's in the lives of people, but would he still come condemning what's happening in the temple grounds because he still interprets it in the same way? See, what was in essence the intimidation of the people and the commercialization of the message is, is what he was going after. Now, I appreciate that that doesn't exclude the fickleness of people, you know, who this week they say, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, then next week say, crucify him, stuff him, get rid of him, we won't have this man to rule over us. So I know you're fickle, and you know I'm fickle. You, I know you'll come one week in the fullness of, all oh, this is great fervor, then I won't see you for a month. You know, I know how that works, but, but that was taken into account, that was not Jesus' point, and it's not our point. The point was he wanted to dismantle by challenging and exposing what religious establishment was doing in the context of distorting the true gospel that had made people the enemy in the eyes of God and created something that God didn't like. Because the problem is we have been given, most of us, a, a, a violent imagery. So, so we have this collusion with violent imagery in, in our attempt to validate our image of, of God. We, 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 have this, we have this sense of, of, of making God violent and therefore needing a violence in the gospel to validate our violent image of a violent God who only does what he does, of course, because he loves us so much. You know, I love you so much, that's why I have to be violent. Th these are the things that I am, first of all, offended by and secondly, oppose in the context of how this gospel has been distorted and why I believe we miss that the focus of Jesus riding to Jerusalem humility was to head for the temple and to begin to deal with what had become the religious system. Comes in humility that challenges the religious system. And... and when he comes, he makes a serious accusation. And perhaps it's the most important accusation of his whole life. He accuses these people of making what is supposed to be known as his father's house, which I would call home, where people are supposed to find acceptance and, and peace and, and belonging. He, he, he accuses them of turning it into a robber's cave. He says, you've turned my father's house. Some Bibles say into a den of thieves. But the actual words is robbers. And, you know, the difference between a thief and a robber is that a thief sneakily comes and takes something away, hopefully without you seeing. Someone who robs you takes something from you violently. And I actually believe that religion takes things from us violently. It robs us. 
And it uses violence in the sense of that threatening thing. If, if you're this, if you're that, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, if you don't pray this prayer, if, if you don't act this way, then God's going to judge you and, and, and you'll finish up in hell forever and ever and ever. You know, but of course, God will do it in love. But, but you see, he says, you've done this. You've turned my father's house, my, the home that I want you to experience, you've turned into a robber's den. And he said, when it's supposed to be a house of prayer. Now, the problem is, again, with distortion. People think that when Jesus said it's supposed to be a house of prayer, it's a place where people come in and get on their knees and say, oh, Father, you know, we're so unworthy. Please help us. Got nothing whatsoever to do with that. His reference is to a statement that's made way back in the Old Testament, 700 years before this event, when, when the prophet Isaiah writes a chapter about everybody who should be out being in. And those who are out because they decided to be out, and those who are out because it was no fault of their own, he talks about them being in and being welcomed into the family and into the, and into the community and, uh, and he, he says, because my father's house will be called a house of prayer. You see, the greatest prayer that we can offer to God Almighty is when we include and embrace and forgive and help and give ourselves to it. It's got nothing to do with, with saying words with our hands together and our eyes closed. So the collusion with violent imagery is man's attempt to validate their image of God. But the acceptance of the Jesus of Palm Sunday displays a willingness to consider and hopefully embrace the Jesus image of God. The Jesus image of God is, I hate religion, but I love you. The Jesus image of God is, I'll go as far as I need to go in order to help you to become all that you need to become. So let me finish by saying this. Jesus face palmed the empirical thinking of Rome the nationalistic fervour of Israel and the false perceptions of what a Messiah or Saviour should be and the false image of God and what it means to follow him. And in doing so, we embrace not what God will do to humanity, but what God has done for humanity. We then have a choice, and that simple choice tonight is this, palm branch and coat or nails and murder. We'll talk about the next thing next week. But we make a choice. Is it blessed is he who comes because I get it? And so here's my palm branch and there goes my coat. Or is it going to be nails and murder? Our attempt tonight was to face palm some things but so we can get the palm out in the real way and say, okay, we accept you, Jesus, for who you are. Be who you need to be so that we can become all that you promised that we could be. Okay, so there you go. We were going to have a song, but we've gone over time. So let me just pray for you. I bless everyone in here tonight. Father, may they see the Jesus of Palm Sunday and not the face palm Jesus so that you'll touch our lives in the way that we need to be touched. In Jesus' name, with your presence, your power, your help, your forgiveness, your hope. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, it's Daddy's time. There you go.